This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Welcome to the Inside Carolina Postgame Podcast. I'm your host, John Siegley. I am joined for this one by Taylor Viplis. We are sponsored, as always, by Giant T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com. Taylor, good to have you on the Basketball Postgame Pod. Unfortunately, uh, we picked just about the worst one possible to have you jump on, man, because Carolina's season just came to an end a few minutes ago, losing 81-53 to to Syracuse. It was a incredibly disappointing end to the season, Taylor. Let's just get that out of the way here. I mean, if there was a night that Carolina had to have all of its key players have good shooting performances, it was this one. Unfortunately, that was not the case. As we sit here with the game having just ended, like I said, a few minutes ago, what do you think was the reason why Carolina just struggled so much in this one? Let's start there. Yeah, coming into the ACC tournament as the 14 seed, you know, I don't think expectations were too high for this North Carolina team, but I don't think anybody could have expected them to get punked the way they did and go out of the tournament in this kind of fashion where it's the biggest defeat that North Carolina has ever had in the ACC tournament or an NCAA tournament. I think that's the initial thought that I had from this game, just how this team went out with, um, for for lack of a better term, just, just without fight. Um, I think Syracuse, they did a good job um, collapsing their zone and trying to force North Carolina to make jump shots. And I think it took until about the second half when Leaky Black and then Cole Anthony hit a three for Carolina to hit any kind of shot outside the paint. Um, so it was a, a really poor shooting night. Carolina shoots just 33% from the field. 12% from three, two of 16, just a uh, just last week or whenever the previous Syracuse game was Carolina shot the heck out of the ball, 42% from three, 11 threes. You get four points from your bench. It was, it was a game where, you know, I don't think anybody had their, even their C game. And it was just a, a bad stretch, and I think when, when the game was really lost is when Cole Anthony picked up that flagrant foul and Syracuse went on that 14-0 run or 15-0 run, whatever it was. And I think once Q started to go on that run, you started seeing North Carolina play a lot of hero ball. Um, the ball wasn't in the offense. You look at their assist total from tonight, they didn't even get double-digit assists. They got nine assists. You look at the last matchup against Syracuse and they got 25 and that's kind of been the staple for Roy Williams against these zone teams being able to move the ball. The ball just wasn't moving. It was a lot of people. It was a lot of players just trying to um, create for themselves and, you know, take 
take these long kind of shots that just go against the flow of the offense. So it was a um, pretty shockingly disappointing end to North Carolina season tonight. Yeah, it really was a situation where if it could go wrong for the heels, it was going to. I mean, they attempted 60 total shots. That's probably in line with what you would expect against Syracuse, who are going to try to slow the heels down with that 2-3 zone. But I think you hit on the key thing as to why Carolina just was blown out tonight, and that's the assist-to-turnover ratio. Because, as you mentioned, Carolina only had nine assists, but they had 18 turnovers, man. It seemed like every time Carolina was trying to get some momentum, they would just make a pass that Syracuse would pick off that, you know, Bayheim had kind of coached his guys to know what the tendencies were going to be, especially by UNC's guards on the outside of that two, three zone. And they really made it their main goal to shut down Cole Anthony. I mean, tonight he was two of 10 overall, only five points, six turnovers, three assists. And what Syracuse was doing to, to my eyes is they were doubling him every single time he had the ball in the perimeter. And that just completely shut down the UNC offense. They could not find an answer to that. It's been a struggle for this team to score the ball all season long, Taylor. But tonight, of all nights, everything just came together. And, I mean, that really was basically about it. They couldn't run their offense through Cole, and no one else really was able to step up. Yeah, we said it was going to take – I think the one comparison and the one uh, shining light of hope for this North Carolina team was that 2011 run that UConn went on with Kemba Walker. And everybody said that Cole Anthony had to be there, Kemba Walker. And when a team like Syracuse is able to take Cole Anthony out of his game to where he's shooting two of 10 and only scoring five points. And all of a sudden you're looking at this North Carolina team and to be honest with you, like when you look at this North Carolina team and you look at some of the best teams North Carolina has had going back to 2016, 2017, outside of Cole Anthony, Garrison Brooks, obviously, Armando Baycott would be like a fringe rotational guy on some of those best teams. A guy like Brandon Robinson now would be a fringe rotational guy on some of those teams. But outside of those guys, you're looking at a lot of people who you know wouldn't even be coming anywhere close to the court for some of these teams that we're used to seeing for Carolina. So I think that when you do take away a guy like Cole Anthony, the, the overall lack of talent outside of, you know, Garrison Brooks and Cole really starts to show with this team, especially. Yeah, that's a key point, man. And, you know, if you look at the supporting cast tonight and leaky black was actually the second leading score for the heels with 14 points. And I saw it posted by, a couple of different people on Twitter that, that that was actually his career high at 14 points. Garrison Brooks was the leading scorer with 18. He was pretty much the lone bright spot. And if you are a UNC fan who is looking towards next season, like a lot of them probably have been for a little while now, I think that the development of Brooks is still the number one thing that you can point to as saying, hey, we have a really great inside player coming back next year because even on a night that Carolina had two turnovers to every one assist, he was able to still own the paint. And I mean, the effort that Garrison has shown this season has been nothing short 
of just tremendous in my eyes. Yeah, seeing Brooks post game so emotional um, on the bench that was that was kind of hard to watch. Just knowing how much he's put into this team and the leap that he's he's been able to make. Like honestly, I didn't think that he had this kind of leap in him after watching him his first two seasons. So I think he's the only person you could say for sure has their starter spot locked down for next year. And if you're a Carolina fan looking forward to next year, I think, you know, with how bad this season has been, these recruits are coming in and these commits are coming in to play right away. And a lot of people sometimes say, you know, Roy's going to play the older guys or Roy's going to play the the more veteran guys. I I don't think that's true, especially after this year. Roy wants to win, and if if he sees a guy uh, like Sharp is going to be the guy who is going to lead um, this front court with a guy like Garrison Brooks over a guy like Mondo, I don't think Roy's going to have any problem starting a true freshman over him. So I think that this bad season, if if you're looking for um, a glass half full approach, it's it's going to light a lot of these guys fire during the off season um, that are coming back that don't want to have this type of season again. I know kind of looking back to my football, my football career, 2014 UNC, you know, we were, we were horrible. And that was the biggest thing for us. We we didn't want to get embarrassed like that again, coming into the next off season. And we were preparing, like we didn't want to get embarrassed. And the recruits that came in that summer, they were coming in to prove that they were better than us. So it kind of just fueled a lot of competition. And I, that's what I'm kind of hoping to see um, come out of this UNC basketball team that a lot of guys just once they get to campus and once these guys um, head into the summer, that it's just a lot of competition. Yeah, I think that is definitely going to be the theme over the summer that every single position of, apart from Brooks is going to be up for grabs. And it's really just going to depend on who is able to really grab hold of those in order to become a starter for next season. Let me take a very quick break, though, to talk about our friends at Giant T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com. Taylor, on every single one of your podcasts, you mentioned them. Tommy does as well on his. And that is because they are where you can find every single thing you need for, for the Tar Heel fan and your family. Giant T-Shirt are tremendous friends of Inside Carolina. They are tremendous supporters of UNC sports, every single sport. Giant T-Shirt has you covered if you need to find it. You can go to their location on Franklin Street where they have been in business for decades. They also have the absolute best customer service. Right now, there are a ton of of Olympic sports going on. So if you need any gear from those, you can head over there to Franklin Street. If you're going to be on campus for any of those events, make sure that you do swing by. Those baseball jerseys, Taylor, I mean, I love those things. Have you gotten yourself a UNC baseball jersey yet? Not yet, but it's been in my shopping cart for about two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, man. Well, you can definitely pick those up. And if you can't make it to Chapel Hill, you can always shop online at GiantT-Shirt.com where you can find the same great selection and the same great customer service. And also, don't forget that if you are a subscriber to Inside Carolina, you get 10% off of your orders either online at GiantT-Shirt.com or there at their location on Franklin Street. You can get that 10% off code from the Tar Pit Premium Message Board or the Basketball Premium Message Board. So that is John T-Shirt and JohnT-Shirt.com, your place to go for Carolina gear. So Taylor, you mentioned 
about, you know, your playing days and how you guys had that rough season back in 2014. And you also mentioned the emotion that Garrison Brooks was showing as the game was ending there. So having been a collegiate athlete and you've been in the locker room when the season finally ends and it's been a difficult campaign for everybody, I mean, how do you think those guys are really just processing everything right now over there in Greensboro? It's something that's definitely tough to process. You get so used to being in a routine of, you know, I'm going to show up to practice. I'm going to see these guys. We're going to be able to joke around. We're going to be able to have fun. We're going to be able to get work done. Um, And then all of a sudden, like, that's just completely gone. And it's something that in the beginning of the year, the coaches kind of stress to you, like, these – amount of practices and these amount of games are limited and the end of the season is going to be here before you know it. And you kind of brush it off. Like, uh, you know, I'm a freshman, I'm going to have a lot more years or I'm a senior, like I'm just going to try to enjoy this year. And then like you blink and you're, you're down to the last week or your last game just played and you're taking off that Jersey and you're never going to put it on again. And that's something that I think is the toughest thing to process just because um, as an athlete, like our, a majority of our life, our identity has been tied into being an athlete. And for some of these guys, you know, they'll, they'll never put on a, a sports Jersey again. I think some, some of these guys like Cole Anthony, obviously um, I think uh, Brandon Robinson has kind of shown that he could play maybe in the G league, maybe overseas. Um, but some of these guys will never play organized sports again. And just missing that team aspect, it's something that it, it hits you um, really hard initially once you realize that, yeah, this 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 run is over. And then as far as the coaching staff goes, I mean, Roy Williams was clearly never really satisfied with this season. And we know that Roy is just an incredibly competitive coach. This is going to put a sour taste in his mouth that I'm sure they are going to want to never experience again. And, you know, as you were watching these games play out, Taylor, I know that you follow every UNC sport. And um, for people that don't follow you on Twitter, you know, you were providing a lot of commentary on the basketball team throughout the season. So when you're looking as to what the coaching staff may look to do next year with all these guys coming in, do you think that they might maybe be tweaking their stuff a little bit? Or do you think that Roy is really going to stick with his guns and run his system and just see how the personnel fills it out? I think he he will make adjustments based on how his team looks this year. I think he adjusted... Um, it was one of the things I kind of posted today and I've posted um, sometimes on the premium message board, just how he's kind of adjusted his game plan to fit uh, the personnel on this team um, and try to make this season work as best as possible. But I just think at the end of the day, um, you can only do so much with the team that he was presented this year. Um, I think that's why you saw a lot more pick and rolls for a guy like Cole Anthony, who that's probably his strength. And that's why a lot of people think he can um, be a better player in the NBA than the college level. Just, just that spacing. And it's more of a pick and roll type system, but I think Roy did try to implement that a lot. So I think he's going to, it's going to be something where he reassesses where his team is at this summer and tries to figure out, where he can maximize his guy's talents. But 
overall, I think his system is going to stay pretty close to the same. It's something where, you know, you go to Chapel Hill and you go to the Dean Dome and you look up and he's won you three national championship banners. So there's obviously something going right with his system. It just takes uh, the personnel and the talent. And back to his comments where he said that this was, I think the exact quote was like the least gifted team he's ever had. Even before he made that comment, I think he 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 warned fans that like you know I'm I'm not too sure on this team even before they even played a game and they were he was talking he was like I'm not too sure on this team um I think we're going to struggle I think we're going to struggle and I think a lot of people just kind of brush those comments aside as you know Roy just being Roy him wearing his emotions on his sleeves saying something you know he might not mean a week from now but I think you know the coaching staff obviously saw something wrong with their talent where that this team was a team that went six and 14 in conference 14 and 19 overall. And they're, they're having to play the first day of the ACC tournament and then out by the second day. Yeah. The coaching staff definitely was trying to maybe throw up a few signals to the fans and it definitely played out that way. But let's go ahead and take our very last commercial break. When we get back, just have one more question for you before we can wrap this thing up. So let's go ahead and hear from the national sponsors. We'll be right back after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back with the Inside Carolina Postgame Podcast. John Siegley here with Taylor Vipolis. So, Taylor, the thing that I wanted to wrap up this podcast with is this, man. When you're looking back over the season, what is your memory from this campaign by the Tar Heels? It can either be a good one or a bad one. But what is kind of the one thing that as we sit here right now giving instant reactions that you will take away from watching the Heels this season? Uh, my overall memory of this season will just be one of a team that just never clicked. Now, whether it was a lack of talent, injuries, whatever the end cause might have been, or if it was multiple things that all just kind of uh, joined forces at one. I think that's going to be my overall takeaway from this year. It's just we don't know how this team would have looked if, you know, you could if this was like NBA 2K and you could turn injuries off and let this team build some chemistry because at the end of the year, they were playing some of their best basketball, albeit against teams like NC State and Syracuse and Wake Forest, teams that are kind of in the middle of the pack to the bottom of the ACC um, and Virginia Tech, obviously, um, from the first round of the ACC tournament. But again, those are those are teams that you don't really expect much from. Um, so... I think that's going to be my overall takeaway, just what could have this season been. Now, there's a chance that you turn injuries off and this team just doesn't have the pieces. They never mesh fully together. I don't think they would be 6-14 and 14 in conference bad, but you know they, they could still be a team that's on the outside looking in. And then if I just have to pick 
um, a positive memory from this season. I would say going two and zero against NC State. You know, there's a there's good choice. There's <laughs> a this season. If it could go wrong, it it did go wrong, and the one constant from Roy Williams' career is that he's been able to control NC State. I think he's like thirty-seven and four career against them. Um, so that would be the the highlight that for as bad as this season has been, they still found a way to go two and zero against NC State. Yeah, I'm right there with you. That is my personal positive highlight as well. But we will talk a lot more about this season over the next couple of weeks as the offseason really does hit. In the meantime, though, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Taylor, we'll definitely have to get you in on some of those podcasts, man. Appreciate you joining me tonight. And then from inside Carolina, we also wanted to just send out a message that we hope everyone is staying healthy and staying safe amid the COVID-19 pandemic at this point. So that's just from the inside Carolina team. Again, stay safe. Stay healthy, everybody. And I think we can go and wrap it up with that, man. Thank you, John. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else? So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.